The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here today. Take your Bibles with me. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. And I'll ask you to stand with me as we read. We read verses 20, Ephesians 5.22 through chapter 6, verse 4. We'll begin in verse number 22 of chapter 5. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful for today. We're thankful for this day in which we come to worship and praise you. And Father, today just happens to be the day we, we remember and, and celebrate our fathers, our earthly fathers. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of, of having a father, someone to provide and care for us, someone to instruct and teach us, to guide us. And Lord, we, we, we understand and recognize the, the father that you are. And all of us men today strive to be as good a father to our earthly children as you are to all of your children. So Lord, help us today as we gather together. But Lord, as we, as we examine the family today, I pray that your spirit would, would, would guide my words and, and, and cause me to say those things that benefit your people. And, Lord, that will strengthen our church and our nation through our families. Thank you, Lord, for this time. We ask you bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. The family is under attack today. 
I don't know if you've read that headline or not. But the family is under attack today. Divorce, internet pornography, homosexual marriages, gender confusion, the LGBTQ agenda. Now, before I go any further, let me say this. I'm going to upset someone today. I'm going to upset someone today. Uh, I'm, going to upset, I'm going to upset some women today. I'm going to upset some men today. I'm going to upset some children today. But the one I won't upset is God the Father. Because I'm going to preach his word. So, if you're meek of heart, you better strap, if there's seatbelts there, you better put them on. And, and by the way, after the sermon's over, don't hunt me down to argue with me. You want to argue? Argue with the author. Now, if I preach something that's not true in here, then you can come argue with me. But if I preach his word and you don't like it, you better go talk to him. Now, now that I've said all of that, let's get on with the message. There's not a great deal of difference between our world today and the condition of, of things during Sodom and Gomorrah. I read something this week that was interesting to me. It sa- it's this. It says, the strength of a nation derives from the integrity of the home. Anyone like to take a guess who said that? Anyone want to venture a guess? I usually don't open up my, my messages to discussion, but anybody have an idea who might have said that? Any, any, any wild stabs? You're going to be surprised when I tell you who said this. The strength of a nation derives from the integrity of the home. That was, that was stated by Confucius. I don't know how many things Confucius got right, but he got that right. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 31 through 32, we read, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. The divine purpose And design of marriage, Paul says, is a great mystery. It is a mystery that natural men do not understand. Do you know an unsaved man, a natural man, can't understand everything he reads in the Bible? Did you know that? 1 Corinthians tells us, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And because they do not understand the truth of marriage and the purpose of the family, they pervert it, as they do all things. It is God that created, not the evolution of the species. And it is God that created man. And he created woman. Different and separate. 
but designed to abide as one. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, we read, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 21 through 24, we read, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. I heard a preacher once say God came to Adam and said, Adam, I can give you a wife. She'll love you. She'll honor you. She'll respect you. She'll obey you. And Adam said, well, God, what is is that going to cost me? God said, well, Adam, it's going to cost an arm and a leg. (laughs) Adam thought for a moment and said, well, God, what can you give me for a rib? And we have woman. God created Adam and Eve. Man and woman. He didn't create man and man. He didn't create woman and woman. He created man and woman. God created Eve for Adam. Did you hear me? Scripture said, I will make you and help meet for you. You know, that's not a hyphenated word. He made a woman that was sufficient for Adam. Adam shouldn't need anything else. He shouldn't need anyone else. This is why God created man and woman. He created woman for man to help him. To, to serve alongside of him, to complete him. You have any idea what this world would be like with no women in it? I do. It was called boot camp. <laughs> it wasn't very pleasant. I'm glad I went through it, but I wouldn't want to go through it again. He created man and woman to establish the family. That's what he did. Yes, marriage and the family are institutions of God. But man has perverted this as well, hasn't he? And God, what is God's opinion of that? Well, in Romans chapter 1, we read, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the man leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meat. Unseemly. 
Doing that which is against nature. Those are God's words. What does God think of, of this society today? He's disgusted by it. It's an abomination in his sight. And it will bring the wrath of God. Today, the homosexual community claim a right to a godly institution. However, they are not willing to submit to God's plan in doing so. Now, I warned you. People are going to get mad at me today. Today is Father's Day. But I didn't want to focus all my attention just on dad today. Because the family is more than just dad. It begins with dad. But it involves everyone. And God has given us the perfect outline for the family in the scriptures we read this morning. So I had no problem setting up the outline for today. It was, it was very easy to set up my outline. A family that rejects God's plan is a family bound for failure. The divorce rate in the USA as of 2017 is 35%. You might say, well, that's not so bad, is it? Well, that percentage is somehow misleading. Because the marriage rate is down overall over the past 15 years. Fewer people are getting married, so there's not need for as many divorces. They're just, as my parents used to call it, shacking up. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is not to shack up. Because it doesn't picture Christ and it doesn't picture the church, which the family is supposed to do. This decrease in marriages has contributed to the weakening of the homes in America today because it is not God's plan. So this morning, I would like to just remind us of God's plan. And I'd like to ask us all to examine our own marriages, our own homes. Now, I'm not trying to pick on any one group. Therefore, I'm going to present this message in the same order Paul presented it to the church at Ephesus. So my first point isn't, isn't a slap at any one group. This is just the way Paul put it in there. This is the way I'm going to give it to you. So how do we build a strong family? Number one, wives submit. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, 5, I'm sorry, verses 22 through 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, to submit means to accept or yield to the authority or the will of another person. I praise the Lord for women that serve in church. I, re I really do. We had women today who prepared lunch. And there are women who clean this, this church. And there are women who, who help the pastor in the, in the front office. And, 
and do all the administrative work of the church. And women, that's a wonderful thing. We have women singing the choir. Uh, as I said earlier, I wouldn't want to live in a world without women. It, it wouldn't be a very pretty world. And it would be a smelly world. Hmm? Yeah. But you know what, wives and, and ladies? Before your service in this church comes your submission to your husband. Amen. Wives are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. Listen, if you, you, can be, you could be in this church and you could be doing all the work and you could be doing everything. But if you're a rebel at home against your own husband, you're not right with God. Now, this is a very touchy subject in America today. But it is an American problem, by the way. I, I work with a, a, a several ladies in our health center who are from Philippines and from uh, the Asian countries and, and from the, the South American countries. And you know what? They all are totally different than American women when it comes to how they treat their husbands. I listen to their conversations often. And I hear the American wife saying, well, you do what? You do what for him? This is an American problem. It really is. In fact, I would imagine that some ladies here this morning will take issue with what I've said so far. And I'm not picking on you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is just the word of God, is it not? It's God's word and God's plan. I, I heard a preacher one time, he preached about marriage and the wife and women. And, and after the message was over, a, a, a lady came up to him and she was all, she, she looked like she was ready to take him on. He said, now, wait a minute, man, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you have any complaints about what I said today, you need to talk to the Lord. She said, Pastor, I don't want to complain. I want to get in on this. She wanted to know more. Listen to me. This is God's word and it is his plan. Now, what happens when we disobey God? Well, our prayers are hindered. Blessings are lost. So what is it called when wives don't submit to their husbands? According to God's word, it's called sin. And it'll, it'll destroy our, our homes. If you made a bad decision in marrying your husband, sorry for you. Should have made a better choice. Pray to God and who can change him? Only God. Only God can change his heart. So pray about it. But remember this, if your husband wants you to do something that violates biblical principles, God's principles... In Acts chapter 5 and verse 29 we read, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. God expects you to submit to your husband. And if your husband leads you poorly, God will take care of that. First Peter chapter 3 we read, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. 
I have known many godly women who faithfully served the Lord while remaining in submission to their husbands. But beyond this, ladies, your marriage is a picture of the church's submission to Christ. And if you are not in submission to your husband, this destroys that representation before the angels in heaven and before all who observe your life. Man, it's quiet in here. It's quiet for two reasons. Women are kind of mad at me right now. And the husbands are too afraid to say amen. There you go, brother. Thank you. And ladies, don't worry. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking on you. I'm going to get on the men in here in a little bit. So wives are to be in submission. If you're going to build a strong family, you must be in submission to your husband. If you rebel against your husband, God's blessings are not going to be there. They're not going to be there. To build a strong family, number two, husbands love. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, I find it really interesting that God did not have to tell the wife to love. Go back and read that first few verses. God didn't tell the wife to, he didn't say, wives love your husbands. He didn't say that. Why? Why why didn't he say that? Well, because women love. Women naturally love. It's a natural emotion for women. Women love flowers. I bought some flowers for my wife yesterday to put on the table. These things stink. They stink. What in the world do you like about these things stink? I mean, they, they stink. You ever find, you ever, guys, you ever see flowers that stink? There's a lot of them. They really, they really stink, don't they? Yeah. But they love flowers. They love dogs. I like dogs. But they love dogs. They love cats. Now, how can anyone love a cat? I don't know. I don't know how you can love a cat. But they love cats. They love shoes. Women go nuts over shoes. You know that? They love shoes. They love purses. I saw someone the other day had a $350 purse. $350 for a purse? This is only the second wallet. This one right here. It's only the second wallet I've owned in my life. And it cost me five bucks. $350 for a purse. Wow. They love shopping. Now, I can't figure that one out at all. I don't, I can't. You know the greatest thing ever happened to shopping? eBay. Uh, Amazon. I love, I, I love online shopping. I don't have to get out of the house. I don't have to put up with all the aggravating people. But women love to shop. Man, they love. I, I wasn't born with a shopping gene. I'm sorry. I, I just don't have one. But women love. They express love so easily. But men do not express love very easily. Men crave. We don't love. We crave. We crave cars. 
power tools. Get a man over at Home Depot in the power tool section, you can't get him out of there. We love cars, we love power tools, we love sports. Huh? Yeah, I love sports. I, I love to watch sports. My wife can't stand it. Men, we love guns. Guns. Yeah, I love to go to, I love to, go to um, Bass Pro Shop and just go walk upstairs where all the guns are. And I love to look, ooh, look at that gun. Yeah, look at that gun. Wow, can I hold that gun? No, I can't hold it. Why? Unless I buy it, I can't. I love, men love guns. We love, we love fishing rods and fishing and hunting and camping and all those kind of things. Women don't really like camping a lot because you're not, oh gosh, camping. I remember we went, the church went camping a few, several years back and everything was great until one of the ladies went and took a shower. And as soon as one of the ladies took a shower, everyone else realized how much they stunk. And then it was a problem. But men don't love very easily. So we must be reminded to love, to express our love, and to renew our love regularly. Well, I told her I love her 20 years ago. Don't she know that now? I married her, didn't I? Yeah, you didn't do her any favors there, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) But if you notice, we were admonished to love our wife as Christ loves the church. We're to provide for her. 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied the face and is worse than an infidel. We're to provide. Men, we're to get out there and work. Work. Labor. Toil. By the sweat of our brow, we, we earn our bread. And we're to, we're to provide for our family. We're to comfort and protect our wife. Remember, we're, we're to love her like, the, like Christ loved the church. And he provides for her, for the church. And he comforts and he protects the church. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. We're to, we're to comfort our wife. We're to protect her. And we're to instruct and guide her into truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Men, we're to instruct and guide our wives and children. You're to teach your children. You are. Men must, must do this work. It's, it's your job. Too many men in this country bring their family to church, throw their kids over in the classes, and put their wife there and say, okay, preacher, straighten her out, would you? That's not the preacher's job. He's, his job is to teach you. Your job is to teach them. It does not come naturally. Men, we have to work at this. We have to work at this. 
So ladies, be patient with your husband. He's a work in progress. You're going to have to teach him how to love you. By the way, you can make it easier. You know that? You can make it easier for him to love you. If you submit. If you learn. If you learn. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about letting some, some, some guy uh, abuse you or mistreat you. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay? Don't get me wrong. If that's going on, you need to seek, you need to seek legal help right away. But you, if you submit to your husband, it's going to be a lot easier for him to, to, to love you and to, and to show you all these affectionate things. Remember, men, men aren't that way. Okay? We're, we're just not, we're not, we're not made that way. I, I remind my wife about that all the time. I, you know, honey, you've got to teach me how to be, uh, I mean, I got, I'm half woman. My mom was a woman, so I'm half woman. But that half just never finds its way out. Wives submit, husbands love. But then lastly this morning, if you're going to build a strong family, number three, <coughs> children obey. Kids thought you were getting out of it today, didn't you? No, you're not getting out of it. Children obey. Ephesians chapter 6, children Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Once again, God in his wisdom brings to bear the emphasis needed for each individual group. Wives need to submit. Husbands need to love. Children need to obey. Proverbs twenty two fifteen Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Did you ever notice you don't have to teach children how to lie? Did you ever notice that? You don't have to teach a child how to lie. It comes naturally to them. It's bound in their heart. And this is, herein lies the problem with our youth today. Honesty, integrity, respect. These are characteristics that must be taught. You have to teach children to be honest. You have to teach them to get out of bed and and do their chores and, and work. Listen, I was raised by a drill sergeant. My friend, let me tell you something. We had Reveille every morning. We had to get up. My brother and I had to get up and get dressed and clean our room. Go have breakfast. And there was a list of chores waiting for us there. We had to do those before we got to play during the day. And when dad came home, if they weren't done, they were going to be done by you before dark. We need to teach children to have integrity. We need to teach them to be honest. You know what? Dads, when you sit down to pay your bill, set your son down right there with you and explain to him what you're doing. And, and teach your son, you know what? We pay our bills before we do anything else. Mothers, 
Teach your, ch- your daughters how to, how to clean. How, how to, my mom used to teach my sisters how to sew. Sewing is a, a lost art. It's, it's something people just don't know how to do anymore. Teach them. You got, they got to be taught these things. They're not going to come naturally. Respect. Teach them to say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, please. Teach them those things. They're not going to do it naturally. Left to themselves, children will succumb to the sinful nature of the heart. And the parents that love their children will discipline them. I'll say that again. The parents that love their children will discipline them. This is what's wrong with America today. We've got a bunch of rebellious, disrespectful, dishonest kids running around. And nobody can control them because nobody can touch them. And they know you can't touch them because they know that if you do, they can call the law and you'll go to jail. When I was a kid, everybody would whip you. (laughs) If you were misbehaving in the grocery store, the owner would whip you. When I got in trouble at school, the teacher would whip me. Then the principal would whip me. Then my mom would whip me when she came pick me up. Then my dad would whip me when he got home. Everybody whipped you. You learned real fast when you were a kid. It's better to behave than to get in trouble. It just doesn't pay. But if you love your kids, you'll discipline them. I'll tell you that right now. And I'll stand behind that as long as I'm alive. If you don't discipline your kids, you don't love them. Don't come tell me you love your kids. Because that's what the Bible says. Hebrews 12, 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Young people in this room this morning... Honor your parents. Obey them. Love them. But we're not done just yet. Because look at Ephesians 6, 4. We read, and ye fathers. uh Uh-oh. He's going to get us twice, guys. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Dad, you get a double lesson today. Not only are you admonished to love your wife, but you're also admonished to raise your children. That's right, it's your job, not the pastor's, not the church, and definitely not your wife. It's your responsibility. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Three things and I'm done. First, instructing them. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontless before your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down and when thou risest up. Do you see that verse 19? Teach them your children. We're to instruct them. You're to sit down with the Bible and, and, and teach your children. Secondly, how do we do this? Leading them by example. Genesis chapter 18. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. We're to lead our children by example. 
All the years I, I ran Sunday school buses around this country, I was amazed that people would just let me, a stranger, take their children and, and bring them to church. When they themselves should get up, get dressed, and put their kids in the car and bring them to church, take them to church, sit down with them and say amen to the preaching and let their children, lead them by example in worshiping the Father. That's, that's what's wrong. This, this is the problem. We can blame everything we want. We can blame all the things we want to blame for why our country's in the shape it's in. What I'm talking about today is the root of the problem. And then thirdly, how can we, how can we bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Praying with them. Luke chapter 11. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Pray with them. Teach your children how to commune with the Father. Teach them to pray. And when they grow, they'll do it too. They'll pray. And they'll, they'll commune with God and they'll have fellowship with the Father. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And I'm afraid that our families in America are quickly becoming our weakest link. It will be the undoing of our nation. That being said, I cannot save America today. You can't save America today. But I can save 587 Racket Club Circle. That's my house. That's where my family abides. I can influence and I can affect that house. I can't affect every home in America. I can't affect your home. But I can affect my home. Because Patsy and I can make sure that we have a strong marriage. And we can make sure that we have a strong family. And so can you. You can make sure that your marriage is strong. You can make sure that your family is strong. You might, you might say today, well, my children are all grown. It's too late. I, it's never too late. You're still their mama. You're still their daddy. You can still sit down with them. You can, you can tell them, I made mistakes when I was raising you, but we need to make these things right. I love you. Pray with them. Instruct them from God's word. Don't give up. Don't throw your hands up in the air and say, that's it. I'm done. I, I blew it. Yeah, you blew it, but fix it. Fix it. Make sure your, your marriage is strong. Husbands and wives. If you've got a problem, go home and work it out. Work it out. My mom and dad used to tell us growing up, when you have a problem with your, with your husband or your wife, don't go to bed until you've resolved it. Fix it. Make it right. You know, marriage is tough. You know that? People, people think marriage is just, you know, a cakewalk. Marriage is hard. It's, it's hard. It takes work. It takes determination. It takes grit. Some things worth fighting about, some things not. When it's not worth fighting about, don't fight about it. When it is, 
Get in there and duke it out. Come on. We're going we're gonna to resolve this right now. Come on. Go. I wouldn't get in a fight with my wife. I'm going to tell you that right now. She, she, she'd whip the snot out of me. If each of us have a strong family, then we're going to have a strong church. And if every community in America had a strong church, we'd have a strong nation. But it all starts with you. It all starts with me. This Father's Day, take charge of your family, Dad. It's your job. It's your job. Take charge. Get behind your husband, wives. Get behind your father, children. Just as God has ordained us to do. Wives submit. Husbands love. Children obey. Fathers lead. Strength of the family. You know, in the book of Nehemiah, the people were were getting discouraged because of all the all the all the resistance they were getting trying to rebuild the wall. You remember that? They were they were fighting the people the, and, and Nehemiah stood up and said, Fight for your children. Fight for your homes. Don't don't just give up. Fight. Fight. Get in there. Get in there and battle. Satan, battle the world. Battle battle the the the, the philosophies of today. Get in there and, and battle. And 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 you'll have the you'll have the Holy Spirit with you. You'll have the Father with you. Get in there and fight and battle. Righteously. I don't know what to say. I taught in I taught in school for seventeen years. I I watched children, just I watched the character of kids just come down and down and down and down. I watched the the, the fathers become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, and watched the moms grow stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And all of that is against the word of God. And it's a, it's a recipe for failure. Women, I implore you today. Obey God. Get behind your husbands and submit. Love him. And support him. Husbands, obey God. Teach your children. Discipline them. And love your wife. Children, obey your parents. Honor them. This is what we need. If, if we're going to stay the hand of God's judgment in America, this is what it's going to take. Because the family is under attack. And you'd have to be blind to not see it in America today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your holy word. I thank you, Lord, that we can teach truth. People may not like it, but it's right. It's what we need. 
And, and Lord, I, I pray today that you would strengthen me and help me to, to love my wife, help me to, to, to be a good father to my children, to teach them, to instruct them, to, to do all these things. Help each one of us today to look at our role in the family as you've defined it and to do whatever it takes in our heart and our minds to obey you and to be what we need to be. And Father, we love you and we long to be with you. We desire to to be in your presence. But Lord, as we tarry on this earth, we desire to glorify you and honor you with our life. But Lord, you, you must strengthen us. You must teach us. You must guide us. For we cannot do it ourselves. So I pray that you would help us today to, to take the word that we, that we were taught, that was preached, and apply it to our hearts. And may all that we do honor and glorify you. Thank you for all that are here today. We ask you to bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Roanoke Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Roanoke Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www dot bbaptist dot org